It's good to have you back. It is good to be back, back and alive. How was? Scorpions did not kill me. <laughs> you look rested, though. I am rested. I am rested. Uh, and I'm happy because you know how Google is remarketing to me. And so I'm still seeing a lot of like travel, you know, material in my feeds. And uh, I'm just happy I'm back. And I didn't see some of this material before I left. Like, for example, uh, apparently there's a website called bedbugregistry.com. Really? Yeah. If you haven't noticed, it is Kiddish Club. We are back with another oh, episode. Yes. yes, I forgot. And apparently we're getting into bedbugs. We're getting into bedbugs. What do you got? Bedbugregistry.com. You could put in like any hotel. And Are they it, sponsoring this episode? <laughs> no. Because that's what it sounds like right no, now. No, no. Like, I, I'm just happy I didn't see this before. Not that, I, I, of course, I looked up the hotel I was in, and it was not on the bed. You, so this is a place to look up if any any hotel or property had a problem with yes, bed bugs. Yes. Oh, that's yes. pretty clever. Yeah. I mean, it's clever, but at the same time... Does it do, like, It's a Airbnbs? rabbit hole you don't want to go down. Does it do Airbnbs? I don't know. I didn't try. I was just trying hotels, like random hotels that I've stayed in and stuff. So you would know, you should know something. I can never see somebody the same way. If they had a bed bug issue, (laughs) like it's pretty much over. I had a bed bug issue. You did? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to come clean. Why would you tell me that? (laughs) Know what I'm saying? How are we supposed to finish this podcast? I don't know. When now my entire view of you is changed. I'm supposed to stare you in the face as you say... I can't look yeah, at people with bed bugs. And you, then I tell, I, I, I'm not going to tell you. I feel s- guilty. Listen to me. There are some things that you're supposed to keep private. <laughs> I don't think your family wants the world to know. Does it make you feel any better that it was a house guest who was staying by us for no, a little while? No, because you fostered them. I didn't and you, foster you them. You fed them. <laughs> I did. You basically I did you brought them. them up. I did. Yeah. I did. So, so I it changes them. everything now. One was Yitzchak and he was my favorite. <laughs> it's my Bukhar. Here's the thing. The thing is that I do know somebody that... Well, I should say I used to know somebody because I don't really associate with them anymore. Oh, my after God. The I thought you were going to say he died no, because of the bed bugs. <laughs> I got no, so scared. But they, they, what they have to do is, first of all, they had to move out. They had to move out of their house. Correct. And then they have to turn the heat up somehow. They have to oh, get well, the temperature yeah, in the yeah, house. No, but it's a, no the, the temperature can never be that hot to kill the bed bugs. This I is, learned a me, lot this about is, bed bugs. Let me okay, tell but you this is what this person did. Okay. They left the house. And they turned up the temperature of the house. Somehow they put the heat on and put heaters. And they had to get the, the, the home to a certain temperature where all the bed bugs would die. I don't know what that temperature is. It's like 280 degrees. So there you have it. Yeah, so it's not. Their home turned into an oven. <laughs> it's not possible. And all the wallpaper peeled off. Yeah. No, it, it was it was a it cost th- it thousands of dollars. But what do they do? What we is the treatment if not for well, turning up? You take up- all of your sheets, all of your clothing, everything and you dry clean everything or or put it through a washing machine at super high temperatures to kill all the bed bugs. Uh, then we put special mattress covers. Do you tell the dry cleaners, "Hi, this yeah. has bed bugs"? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't surprise them. Yeah, no, you because like, nobody really wants to talk about it. I, I don't see. Look, we had a house guest. the The exterminator came. He investigated. He found where it was coming from, and sure enough, it was coming from the house guest who he was investigated. Infected. It makes me think he showed up in a trench coat. He did. <laughs> no, I didn't get it because he was just in jeans and a shirt, and I'm like thinking to myself. Like, what's this? Like, if this guy's doing this all day, why is he not a carrier, a bed bug carrier? But anyway, we should not be getting. Which is this a great question. Into. It is a great question, right? Right? How does he not? Maybe he changes every. 
maybe he doesn't After care because he's thinking I'll just infect infest the next guy and have more business. More business. Wow. More business. It's another shady industry. Yeah. No. Like yeah. the car. Add it to the car mechanics. Mm-hmm. Add it to the dentists. Just shady industry where you can't know if you really need something. Yeah. Hundred percent. So it's good to be back and. Between the couple of days that I've been back, there's been so much going on. Like, I don't know where to start. No, but I want to go back to to the Super Bowl for a second because... Why? We, we, we know got, nothing. We got dozens of invitations yes! to Super Bowl parties. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, listeners, for inviting us to their Super Bowl parties. Uh, it warmed my heart, I'll be honest. It's true. It was very nice. Did you go to one? No. I didn't either. <laughs> I... I I mean, I don't, I don't really want to go to watch, but I do want chicken wings. I, I feel like I uh, missed out commercials. I just feel like, I don't know. I just, like people are referencing them yeah. on Twitter and, yeah. and tweets. And, and I don't know work. what, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, Everybody's I don't, so, yeah. yeah. I didn't get a chance. It's not just the I didn't commercials. Know where to find it. It's not just the commercials. Like, apparently it was a very exciting game because it was tied and it was tied to the end. Yeah, I, do, I was watching the score. Oh, were you? Because the kids were watching the score and it was like, first it was like seven Nothing, and then right away, like first Philly scored, and then right away the Chiefs scored, and then next thing I, I, I look up, it's 35-35. Right. And then... So it was a high-scoring game, which I guess is exciting. It's plus, unusual. It's unusual. Yeah, and plus it was tied, so yeah, very exciting. Uh, but So congratulations to the Chiefs. Yes. And but also Philly turned themselves upside down. I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll include but the truth some is, of the win, videos of the rioting that went on in Philly. Win or lose. They were going to riot, right. yes. <laughs> So it's just like if if just you have to get out of town if you live in Philly. Yeah. Just that whole just for that whole Yeah, week. you know it's going to be bad. There's a company that donated to the city of Philadelphia lubricants so that they could put lubricant on the poles so that people wouldn't be able to climb them. Because apparently they climb up on poles and just climb up on electrical poles, climb up on the telephone, but I don't know what they're doing. Well, you but can imagine crazy. what it, what rioting looks like. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. it's it didn't it happened here not too long ago. True. And people do climb poles just even to get the view. Like those are, Here's why I don't think it's a good idea. The people that are climbing the poles are not the instigators. They're not the troublemakers. <laughs> they're the ones they're just, running they away. They just want to see. Or, <laughs> or running away. Right. Or, or climbing a pole just to get away. And now that has been taken from them. <laughs> Because they sprayed up the the poles, stuff's cloudy, slides down. <laughs> so that w- that happened. That was that was that was interesting. And um, but no, the real story that's on everybody that everybody's talking about are the UFOs. Well, I think it started with the Chinese balloon. Chinese balloon. I think we need to get into this a little bit. Yeah, we're going to. Oh, we're going to. So, but wait, before you even say anything, I just have to say one thing. I almost wish I was a tinfoil hat wearing UFO guy. Oh, you're because they're, golden. They're, yes. Golden right now. <laughs> Those guys are so happy right now. Could you imagine if you were a tinfoil hat wearing UFO guy? I've been saying this for 30 years. Uh, right. I told you. I told, I told all you, of you. You thought I was crazy. And these guys are shining right now and they're so happy. But we still have I'm happy no- for them. <laughs> <laughs> but we still have no evidence. We have nothing to go on. Yeah, well, we know so it's what, not extraterrestrials. We have to back up. Okay. Because okay. it started with this one Chinese balloon over Montana. Yeah, the giant weather balloon, which we covered in the last podcast. Yes, they shot it down. Shot it down. I don't know if they were able to get pieces from it. They didn't get it. any pieces yet from it. I don't understand how it was huge. Okay. I mean, how hard is it? It's a balloon. But it's 60,000 feet up in the air. Oh, come on. There's, What's going to survive falling from that Did height? you see that video, the Red Bull video of the guy who jumped from, from 30,000 feet and he, with no parachute, and he landed with no parachute? Wait, he went all the way up to space. Like, he was yeah, touching yeah. the edge oh, of space. Oh, you saw it, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, no parachute. 
And they, he was able to land, and they knew, and they tracked him. Come we on. We have to include that video. Are we including that video? We will include that video. I don't understand what is the goal of these feats that Red Bull pulls off. Like, because I've seen a bunch of them. Like, what? what like, what do they want? Attention, media attention, <laughs> and it seems to work, right? But it's not really connected to the brand. Red Bull gives you wings. Uh-huh. Ah. Back to the UFOs. Okay. So apparently the... the so that was the first Chinese balloon. So that Chinese balloon, we also have evidence now that wait, they were, they were shooting... Wait, then others. Wait, the Chinese balloon was shooting some sort of green lasers over Hawaii. We know this. Wait, so I thought that was Montana. Are you talking about another one? Uh, no, I think maybe uh, maybe I'm confusing it, but yeah, we need as to it get was moving, the, the chronological it, order of balloons. No, it was the it was the Chinese weather balloon was shooting some sort of green laser that they said maybe was checking topography. I don't know what. All of this stuff is all very iffy, right? Nobody, this, the Pentagon hasn't come out and said any of this. We're getting this all secondhand from people who who seem to witness it or had some evidence of things, etc. So that was that. They shot it down. Great. Everything's great. So NORAD, which is the North Atlantic Defense, Air Defense, right? They, because of what happened with the Chinese weather balloon, and we covered this, and they said it happened under Trump, and he never knew, blah, blah, blah. They increased the sensitivity of their radars. That's why they were able to pick up the, these next the three. additional balloons. Next three. Ah, well, so wait, how come they wait, haven't you're turned calling up? them balloons. Where'd you get balloon from? What are they? As of right now, we don't know. We don't know what they are. I'm going to play for you right now a little bit from the F-35 pilot who shot down one of them. Over Alaska? Because I know there was one over Alaska. There was one over Lake Huron. Huron. Yeah. Where yeah. is that, though? One of the Great Lakes. So Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, that's Lake Michigan. So <laughs> it's what, Isn't Lake Michigan the Great Lake? Yes. But there's a bunch of Great Lakes. Yeah. Huron is so it's one of them. in Michigan? No. Or around? Around that area. Surrounding yeah. Yeah. by Azoriani. Yes. Okay. And... Um, one of them was shaped oct- it was shaped like an octagon. One of them was cylinder, cylindrical. I heard uh, Fox News had a guy who was a pilot, and he was saying how one of them, I don't know if he went up personally or if he looked at footage, it was hovering. And he said that the winds at the height it was hovering are 60 knots, which is really strong winds, and it was in place, and it had no visible sign of propulsion. Well, how is that possible? It's not. <laughs> so either it was a balloon with maybe... Other things that it's keeping it in place, we don't know. Or, or tinfoil. Yeah. Tinfoil. Play the video. Oh, I'm going to call it a balloon. I don't really know what. I couldn't see anything upstairs below. I didn't see it outside my eyes. It definitely looks like something, uh, there's uh, some kind of object that's suspended in the air. It's hard to tell. It's pretty small. I cannot see it outside my eyes. One one in the targeting pod. You can see something. I can't tell if it's metallic or what. And there's, uh, I can see like lines coming down below, but I can't see anything below it. One one looking outside. It's kind of like a, a blackish. I'm gonna call it like a container. I can't really tell though what the shape is. Going just so slow and so small, and you can't see it until you're so close. I'm gonna read to you from this article a little bit. It says, I "What can- did he say?" Here's what he said. I can see it outside with my eyes, he adds, before attempting to grapple with how to describe the flying object in front of him. Quote, looks like something. There's some kind of object that's distended. It's hard to tell. It's pretty small. The pilots also note that they are concerned about colliding with the object as they can only see it close up, leading to a confused discussion over what the actual shape is, later described by, his, by, by officials as octagonal. I'm going to call it like a container, says one of the pilots. Can't really tell, though, what that shape is. 
The size of it would be challenging. It's so slow and so small. I just can't see it. So one of them was an octagon. One of them was a cylinder. One of them was the size of a car. Those are the three they shot down. They have no wreckage yet. How could recovered. that be? I don't How know. Could this possibly I don't know. Be? I'm just telling you, this something smells here. It smells like what? Like a Vilta. <laughs> it's just, it's very fishy. Because what do you, like, like, what's happening here? Things are flying around, gathering data, and we have no idea. Yes. Also, NORAD is just turned up the sensitivity. Like, how come this is just coming to the fore? Exactly what was bothering me. Because we've been taking flights, and they keep saying that they're shooting these down because they represent a potential risk to commercial airliners, right? Right. Oh, so so until now, these things have been all over the place, and you just ignored them? So they asked, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre was interviewed. I don't know if you saw this one. Uh, I want to play it for you. She was asked about the shooting down of the balloon and why we shot down the balloon over Canada. Why didn't Canada do it? And here's what she had to say. And I want you to pay close attention, especially to the end. Why is why is the American military shooting something out of the sky over Canada? Because it's part of a NORAD. There is a, the NORAD is part of like a it, part of a it's a it's a what you call a coalition, a consortium, a, consortium, a, a pact, so, of nations. A pact okay. exactly. And so that's why we were able to do that again. It, we didn't do it on our own. We did right. it in in uh, in uh, clearly in 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 in, in step with uh, right. Canada. Canada. Uh, 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 clearly in step with Canada. <laughs> Uh, 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 yeah, um, yeah, exactly, yes. Mm-hmm. Canada. Canada. <laughs> Where's Canada? She didn't seem prepared for that question. <laughs> How could she not be prepared for the question of, why did we shoot down a UFO? <laughs> like, right. She didn't know that they were going to ask about that? I mean, we on Kiddish Club are prepared for it, but she is not. <laughs> Do me a favor. And and what caused her? How does being unprepared cause you to say Canada? She was caught off guard. Canada? Have you ever said the word Canada? Well, if we go back, we've made mistakes. Not Canada. No, not Canada. <laughs> I never called Canada Canada. Well, we don't have an audience of 350 million. That's true. She does. Yet. Yeah, okay. Canada? Mm. So I want to jump to this other story I saw. So uh, it's funny because I, I actually once heard a podcast that uh, interviewed a woman who had this thing, which you'll hear about momentarily. Now there's an, When I heard it, I didn't believe it. And now there's another case. I'll read you the headline. A man in the U.S. got prostate cancer. It made him start speaking with an Irish accent. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You're laughing, but it's not funny. I don't funny. mean to laugh, but how? what's the connection? They, it's called foreign accent syndrome. Are <laughs> you serious? I, yeah, no, it's a real thing. This, this is, is a, a real thing? thing. Yes, yes. And I, I, I heard an entire podcast, I think it was maybe on This American Life, one of those about a woman who had this. She also was sick or she went into a coma. When she came out, she's speaking with a British accent. This guy's speaking with an Irish accent. And what I'm thinking is... But he, can he not can go he back? Can he choose it? Right. Can he choose is which like, one? Right. Is it just like a like a control in your mind? Or is it just, are you stuck? Now he's stuck on Irish and he he's, can't get out. He's stuck on Irish. Really? He's stuck on Irish, yeah. To me, that's fascinating. The University of Dallas says foreign... Accent syndrome is a speech disorder that causes a sudden change to speech so that a native speaker is perceived to speak with a foreign accent. Isn't that amazing? If I was going to pick, by the way, like if I woke up and now I had an Israeli accent, I wouldn't be okay. No. (laughs) I would not be happy with that. No, it would not be okay. But if I had like a Scottish accent, I'd be totally fine with that. Well, Well, of course you'd be okay. It's the best accent out there. (laughs) It really is. It's my favorite. It's definitely my favorite. 
I would understand it if it was a brain situation because the brain could confuse, you know, it's the part, maybe it's the part where the speech is processed and it can, you know, have an effect on on the way a person's speaking. But in another, in any other part of the body, what shaykhahs? So it's a good point, and I hear what you're saying, but at the, the new science, we, we've spoken about this in the past. For example, they're finding constant connection between the uh, microbiome, the gut health of a person, and brain function. They're finding a tremendous link. We've spoken about fecal transplants, remember? Oh, dear. So the microbiome plays a tremendous role in brain function. So, I mean, you're right. This is the prostate. It's not not his gut. But uh, it's not hard to imagine that these things play a role. There's hormones that are released. There's chemical changes that are going on. The thing I don't get is, but well, how, do what's you, crazy how do you is, get the Irish accent, though? Like, like, well, clearly there's a part of the brain that is processing how a person speaks. Okay. And, and now something is happening in there. There's a change that's happening. It just, But it does show how we, we still don't have a clear picture of just how connected the whole body is. True. But, like, but, but maybe he's a Gilgal. But then why would it happen he's in the an, middle of his he, life? He was an Irish person. Something happened and it, triggered this memory. Because... Explain to me how he's able to speak with an Irish accent, right? So you do accents. Right. If he's but when never I try been to, do it, to I'm, Ireland. Right. I'm not that good at it. Right. Maybe he just has a very poor Irish accent. Ah, it doesn't mean it's good. That's a good point. And he sounds ridiculous. It doesn't say. So yeah, it's interesting because he didn't know that he had cancer, right? So he suddenly started speaking with an Irish accent. Well, he accent. just woke up one morning and it was like, Oi, what's for breakfast? Yes. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Yes. And he couldn't stop. He couldn't. It says it was but uncontrollable. But did he hear it? Did he even yes. hear it? Yes. So he heard it. He's like, why do I sound like this? Yes. This is not normal. Yes, exactly. And so he went to the doctor and then he started feeling a, a pelvic pain. They did scans on him and they found the cancer. And it was a very aggressive cancer. Really? Yeah. It developed into a very aggressive it's cancer. terrifying. Terrifying. No, but also... If that would happen to somebody, I mean, you go to a doctor right away. You're probably going to go to a neurologist no, because you think it's being processed in the brain. No, I would think, I mean, personally, if I saw anyone do I would be like, you know, this is obviously- Stop joking. Stop joking or you're having some but sort the of person, weird panic attack. But the person himself obviously knows that he's not joking. Like that yes. Would, that would cause someone <laughs> to have severe, like a panic attack. Yes, Like sure. what's happening? This is not me. I don't sound like this. And all your friends and family are like, cut it out. Right. Cut it out, Especially, Steve. Right. <laughs> but it's, it's you know, the Doesn't first stop you, do, you make is to the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy. And the crazy part is it's not the first time I've heard of it. Which is just you've heard of this before? Yeah, like I mentioned, I, I heard a whole podcast, and I heard the woman speaking. Right. I, I'll try. I'll see if I could go into the archives and dig it out. Uh, okay, I found it. It was actually uh, Snap Judgment. It was from an episode in 2015. I'll play you a little bit from the episode. I am Ellen Spencer, and I live in Indianapolis, Indiana. I was born in Indianapolis, Indiana. I don't exactly sound like I was born in Indianapolis, Indiana, and uh, I get all the time where you are from and people's not to believe me when I tell them, but I am from here. Landlocked Indiana, we don't have many foreigners traveling through like maybe Los Angeles, Chicago, or New York. I had a French lady get very angry at me once. She thought I was dissing the homeland. We were have primary elections, 
and I was helping, which, by the way, only an American citizen could do. So it was my job to ask everybody to please to hand me their picture ID. And so I asked a lady if she could to please put her ID onto the table, and that's how I pronounced it then. And then she started to speak in the French to me. Obviously, since she's voting, she's a naturalized citizen. But she was telling me she was from here and there and all this, and she, but she's, she's carrying on in, in uh, French. I tell you what, I don't know any French. I knew enough to say I don't parlez vous. She got angry at me. And uh, there was a line of people, made quite a scene. And I tell you, I, 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 I apologize. I, you know, whenever anybody gets angry at me, I don't get angry back. It does no good. That's crazy. And we'll include the link uh, in our WhatsApp so you could hear the rest of it if you're interested. But what's crazy is she doesn't sound French to me. That uh, She sounds almost like if I had to guess if you played that to me, I would say that that person is maybe from the Philippines, somewhere Southeast Asia. That's just a guess. It okay. just doesn't come off as as French. So if you're somebody like me, you might need to have like a safe word, like a code word that where I can say, like, I'm not kidding. Like if I say <laughs> uh, tangerine, you know what I'm saying? Hello. Something wrong. I don't know what it is. Tangerine. Hello. Hello. Ten- I'm serious here. I don't know what happened, but oh tangerine. 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 He's got fine accent syndrome. <laughs> so speaking of Israel, and this is not funny, I don't know what's going on, but there's been a, a string of terrorist attacks, unfortunately. Uh, it started, I think, really, the, the big one was on Friday, which was the, the ramming attack, which was really horrible. Just heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. I mean, children. You're talking about children. Two well, children. Two brothers, eight years old and six years old. And, from, like, and a 20-year-old. That's what's so hard. just got married a few months ago. It's horrible. It's 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 horrible. And then there was uh, and two, there's no two other stabbings. There's no answer to it. One of them was a Bedouin who got stabbed to death. And there was another stabbing in Jerusalem's old city. That person lived. The suspect is only 14 years old. That's another thing that's just crazy to me. Like, how do you get... Uh, see, that's not even a question. It's just so... It's just too easy to get a 14-year-old to do whatever you want. Yeah. Right? Not hard. It's just... It, it, Especially it's, when it's, you're indoctrinating them from, right. it's just, from an early it's age. It's evil. It's really just wickedness. It's pure evil. There's nothing else to say about it. I mean, you're talking about uh, little kids, six years old, eight years old from the same family. There's just nothing to say. There's one thing to say. Hashem, you knock him dumb. That's what you say. Yeah. And you, you pray for justice. You pray for justice, and you, and you pray for things to get better. That's really all you could say. It's unbelievable how there's no other Eitzah. To add insult to injury, this was covered on versus Nias, that the New York Times, of course, and, and CNN and a bunch of others, when they report about it, of course, they don't call it terrorism. They don't even call it murder. Right. No, it's like three killed in ramming incident. Right. Like, come on. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, we don't expect that much from the New York Times, but you could do a little bit better than that. I just don't know what the agenda is. Like, why? Like, for a paper that is obsessed with sensationalism, how does that muting this uh, so do that anything? Means, that means they care more about being an anti-Semite. Exactly. Or exactly. furthering a certain narrative, which is right. that Israel is an a, a, a oppressive, apartheid state, and everything, you know— what they're doing is not so bad. You know, Israel is, you know, an well, what, occupying right, force. Right. What do you want from them? They're frustrated, so they're committing ramming attacks. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's beyond. But but not only that, they 
the amazing thing is that they could justify it and they, they, they'll they never, ever show how every time one of these, I'm sure you saw the videos after the ramming attack, of all the people in Gaza giving out candy and celebrating fireworks. Like It's infuriating. It, it's, not, it's infuriating that that can happen in today's world where we all see videos, right? Information is free. We're all seeing what's going on in Gaza. You, you remember when the World Trade Center happened you know, and there were people, there was a huge controversy because, and it came out when Trump said that they were celebrating, there were, there were people in Brooklyn, uh, Arabs in Brooklyn or Muslims in Brooklyn celebrating when the World Trade Center went down. And it turned into a big controversy. Did they, didn't they? Turned out they did. And there was footage of it. And that was one time. Every time in Israel there's a terrorist attack, they're celebrating and giving out free candy. And, and the Palestinian Authority is paying, paying the families of these quote-unquote martyrs. It's just insane. And yet the world can still, you know, go and and look and blame Israel. And it's times like that I miss Trump. Whether you love Trump or hate Trump, there were a few things that he did that are undeniably were unbelievably good. He defunded UNESCO. He, He defunded the UN. He defunded the Palestinian Authority. And he put Nikki Haley as our ambassador, where she repeatedly repeatedly ripped into the UN repeatedly about their none treatment of, of it, Israel. But none of it has helped. None of it has helped because it's still happening and it seems like it's now more frequent than ever. And even though the the government of Israel has takes measures, right? They 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 sealed the home of the terrorist and it's scheduled for demolition, but it's not enough of a deterrent apparently. No. Right? No, because there they're going to gonna be, get money for life. There needs to be extra steps taken. Well, America did pass the Taylor Force Act, right? I don't know what that is. It was an act of Congress that was passed. The bill was named in honor of Taylor Force. He was an American citizen who died in a 2016 terrorist attack in Israel. The Taylor Force Act says it prevents money from being given to the Palestinian Authority while they continue to fund the families of the terrorists. Well, they're doing that constantly, so what's happening? Well, so so your question is, how does America give money? Yeah, I mean, well, they should have all payments suspended. So they do, and Trump was very, very stark when it came to this. The money that goes now from the United States there is going to hospitals and to humanitarian causes and things like that. Of course, we know they're getting the money. Okay, but it's something. At least it's something. I don't understand. Congress cannot fund directly the Palestinian Authority right now. So they're not getting funded. You're saying it's getting funneled, basically. Yes. Through yes. hospitals, through humanitarian aid, and going anyway to the Palestinian Authority. Yes, but authority. not while Trump was in office. While Trump was in office... They felt the heat. They felt the heat, and there was a lot of talk about it. But now, when Biden became president, he reinstituted a lot of the funding of some of the things that aren't directly the Palestinian Authority, let's say. But it's, I mean, it's... it's you know, It's pretty it's, clear that they're not exactly experiencing any shortages in payments for terrorists. Of shaheeds, yes. Right. There are plenty of shaheeds. It reminded me of a quote, and this was from uh, Prime Minister Golda Meir. She said, peace will come when the Arabs will love their children more than they hate us. Huh. Interesting. And, and that's really the reason why that people say there will never be peace. Well, we could pray. We could pray for Mashiach. Yes. Speaking of Nikki Haley, by the way. Yes. So we're going to play, here's a little clip for, that I mentioned before of her in the UN, uh, giving it to the UN about their biased treatment of Israel. Here it is. The nature of this resolution clearly demonstrates that politics is driving the day. It is totally one-sided. It makes not one mention 
of Hamas, who routinely initiates violence in Gaza. Such one-sided resolutions at the UN do nothing to advance peace between Israel and the Palestinians. Everyone recognizes that. But advancing peace is not the goal of this resolution. I suspect even my Turkish friends know the passage of this resolution won't change anything, but that it looks good for the people back home to think they're doing something. That is pure politics. I wish everyone supporting this one-sided resolution would put as much energy into encouraging President Abbas to come to the negotiating table as you do to falsely imply to your people back home that you're doing something. So Nikki Haley also just announced that she's running for president in 2024. So it's exciting that she's running just because she's been such a vocal supporter of Israel. Uh, There are clips of her at APAC. I believe I had a friend who was at one of the APAC conferences when she spoke. He said that when she spoke, the place went crazy repeatedly. Like she got the most standing ovations, the most enthusiasm. So, but unfortunately, I think she doesn't have a shot whatsoever. Well, you know what? It's you, her record on Israel speaks for itself, but it's just not enough. Right. You can't run on that. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's what are the 15 million Jews worldwide? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Well, you also have the evangelicals. Yes. It's a big, it's a yeah. Big... The right wing Christians. Definitely. Yes. But, yes. but again, outnumbered, completely yeah. outnumbered. And she's not the greatest order. So she's going to end up splitting the Republican ticket. And Trump is going to end up getting the nomination. and That's not for sure yet. It's not, but I think that's Because you're going to have Ron DeSantis is going to be there. True. And you're going to have Trump, and now we know you're going to have Nikki Haley. She's, I mean, it's a formidable panel. It, it's not really. DeSantis, yes. Haley, I, I don't see it. I really don't see it. I mean, if you look at the election betting odds right now at electionbettingodds.com, uh, the chance of the GOP nomination for 2024, Trump is at 43%. DeSantis is at 34%, and Nikki Haley is at 7.8%. Well, she just came out. Like, give her no, a no, minute she, to build been, momentum. No, everybody knew she was running. Everyone knew. She's been on the on the roster for months in the betting world. You know who else could run? Pompeo. Yes. Is he on those odds? He is. He's at 2%. 2%. <laughs> Poor guy. Well, no, because lower than Pompeo is Mike Pence at 1.5%. I don't think he has a chance. You know who else doesn't have a chance? Chris Christie. Oh, please. <laughs> Chris Christie. Uh, there's even... I don't like him. Nobody does. Really? Yeah, I don't think anybody likes him. I feel like he is very right-wing, but there's something very unlikable about him. Well, he also put a whole bunch of rabbis into jail, if you remember yes. the Jersey Sting. Besides yes. I'm trying to take myself out of that. Of course, we hate him for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, he orchestrated that yes. single-handedly. Yes. He's like, yeah, that would be he cool. He entrapped a whole bunch of old rabbis. Right. And put them in jail. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying anyone should break the law, but they did entrap everybody. And if you, if you, I don't know how much you know about it, but if you listen to some of the audio, a lot of that stuff came out. This is going back years, but it was total entrapment. Did anybody serve time? Yes. Well, but like, isn't that a defense? Isn't entrapment like a, a key defense? And like, in, in, in no. So because it wasn't the police or the FBI themselves doing the entrapment. It was a civilian. It was a Jewish guy. A CW. Yes. Very good. Cooperating witness. He was wired and he was entrapping everybody. Wow. He went from person to person. And we should do an in-depth episode. We could. One day. We could. 
We could I because do, there's so much on it. We could, we could, and we could, we could do a whole in-depth episode on Rabashkin. I know a lot of information on both of those cases. I want to get back to Israel for a second, by the way. And you know, there's been crazy amount of protests, and even in America, they've been talking a lot about the protests in Israel about the Supreme Court of Israel. You know, yeah, that I, I see there's a justice overhaul happening. I see that a lot of the left is unhappy. Yes, and they're very vocal about it. A lot of protests. Explain. So Netanyahu wants to change the laws of the Supreme Court over there. And one of the things similar to how the United States has a Supreme Court, where right now it's absolutely leaning to the right. If well, that's you could thank Trump for that. Yes. But if you're on the left in the United States, you're pretty frustrated because these are appointments for life. Israel has a similar situation. And there they lean very left as well. So Netanyahu is introducing, well, it's not Netanyahu, I think it's uh, one of the other ministers, is introducing a bill to allow the parliament of Israel to override them, which would be very interesting. Now, the left is going crazy because this was like a bastion of the left for so long. So what, what is the parliament going to do? Are they going to override? What do you mean? They're they, going to override an appointment? No, they're going to override the law. The they, law? They, they possibly. Oh, you're saying, ah, but I don't know. See, I don't know if they have a checks and balances thing happening because I know that's how but we, we have American checks and balances. politics works. No, but we don't when it comes to the Supreme Court. The Supreme okay. Court passes something, you're done. Well, that, that's that, not true. Not exactly true. Right. right. They not can't exactly just walk. They no, they can't, can't pass a law. Right. But they could they say can something Poskin, is un- Right. But they cannot start passing laws. Again, three branches of government. Right. And the that's checks and balances. Yes. I don't know if Israel politics works that way. We will have to get back to that because <laughs> <laughs> we both don't know enough about that topic. I can talk about Rabashkin, but I cannot bottom talk about Bottom line, they're trying to make Israel... the. the Bottom line, they're trying to make the government in Israel more right-wing. Yes. Is that right? Well, not the protesters. Netanyahu is trying to make it more right-wing. And the the left is protesting like crazy. And interestingly, again, brings us back to the New York Times. So there's also millions of people protesting in France right now. Did you know about that? No. Break it down for me. (laughs) So nearly a million people in France marched for a fourth day to protest against pension changes. Now... A million people marching for four days? Would you say that's pretty newsworthy? Yeah, it's newsworthy. but it's like imagine you wanted to like take away Social Security. Right, right. right. I, would, I would imagine that there would be a complete upheaval. So you would expect that would be like front page of New York Times, right? Oh, no, it is not. But you know it is on the front page of New York Times. I'll read you the headline. Netanyahu's judicial overhaul sparks huge protests in Israel. Interesting. I mean, look, there would definitely be more interest in that story than the French story. Millions of people marching for days on end in France, an ally, a Western ally of the United States, who is a lot bigger, a lot more powerful than Israel. I don't mean to offend anyone. (laughs) I mean, generally, they're a bigger country, bigger GDP, and they're protesting like crazy. And that doesn't make the front page, but Netanyahu does. A country of, what is it, 8 million people? And you want to say that that is... Bias. New York Times bias, once again. Okay. I mean, look, this is not so compelling. I'm not compelled. Why am I not compelled? Yeah, why are you not compelled? I don't know. I just feel like more people are interested in Israel than you're Jewish. in France. Because <laughs> you're Jewish. If you were French. <laughs> no, if you were a regular American. No, it's definitely more polarizing because there's much more opinion. People are more opinionated about Israel because, of course, it's an I, ally. I feel like it's nobody a cares state. about the French. Nobody cares. <laughs> you're, you're no, we love the French. No, we hate the French. Here, <laughs> here on Kiddish Club, we love the French We people. do. We do. Is that what we're saying now? Yes. Okay. Yes, we love the French. 
<laughs> we love you, our French brothers. But the rest of America doesn't care. Okay. Okay. So that's why you're, you're not going to... Okay, fine. Listen, I'm entitled to my opinion. Okay, fine. Okay, but in other Asian news. So apparently India wants to replace Valentine's Day with Cow Hug Day. Well, Valentine's Day f- falls out this week, and they just want to cancel it. Yeah. They want, well, to, no, cancel they don't it. want to cancel it. Replace. They want to say, instead of loving each other, love the cows. Let's love the cows. Let's love the cows. That's a great idea. So I used to, I used to work with someone uh, of Indian heritage, and I asked, what's the deal with the cows? You know, what's the deal? And she explained it to me, and she said, and it's funny because I'm reading this in the articles now, she said the, the cows are sacred. I can't, I can't say it in her accent, but she said the cow is like our mother. Really? Yeah. The cow is everything in India. Yes, it gives us milk. I, I don't know what else it does. That's it it. Giving them milk because <laughs> they don't eat them. <laughs> yeah. In a statement, the department in India argued that, quote, hugging cows will bring emotional richness and increase individual and collective happiness. They're very into the cows. And it's crazy to see sometimes, like I've seen videos where they dress the cow. They put jewels they put a crown. Really? Yeah. They, it's it's elaborate dress. And wait. And then people will wait online to get... To hug a cow? No. And people will wait online for hours on end to get sort of like a blessing from the cow. Like the cow will put its <laughs> hoof on the, the person's back. Wow. And they'll wait for a blessing. You need to find those videos. We and need then to there are them. some people where the cow won't do it. The cow will not put its hoof, and those people get, like, banned. Well, I don't know why. <laughs> like, they come home. Could you imagine? <laughs> you, you got rejected by the cow. Right. You got rejected you, you, by the cow. It was basically you got rejected by the deity. Yeah. It yeah, was because like, they worship them. Like, like, I'm saying, that guy came home, and his wife was like, so how was it? And he was like, don't ask. <laughs> and also in India, they're celebrating this uh, Hindu festival called Maga Purnima. And this is a festival where they go and bathe in the Ganges River. And it's supposed to bring luck and health and great things. Yes, I saw this story. And the, 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 the problem with it is, is that that river is filthy. <laughs> yes. It's, it's beyond filthy because during COVID, they actually disposed of bodies in Yes, there. that's correct. You know, yes, and and it also has industrial waste in, in there. It is. Do you know that it used to be one of the cleanest rivers? But now in the it's world. The, now it's one of the dirtiest in the world. Yes, if not the dirtiest, because it, there's waste. There's there's corpses. I mean, and the people are drinking the water. They, they were believe it. Yeah, they believe oh. it. It brings blessing. If you could survive that bath washing in the Ganges River, you're invincible. You're invincible. After that, right. you're invincible. It, that's all it is. It's right. you're, you're culling the weak, the strong from the weak. That's really what it is, <laughs> and that's why they think it's so, you know, beneficial. I drink the water, right? But I get fingernail in my teeth. <laughs> oh my god, that's horrible. It is. It's terrible, but it is what it is. It's horrible. But a lot of people are complaining. The Indian population are complaining, as they should. Yeah. <laughs> You know what yeah. I mean? That if if anything warrants a complaint, it's I mean this is a holy site to them, right? Yeah. You'd think the government would, would make sure that it stays clean. True. You True. know? That's one of the biggest arguments. It's like if this is your holiest site, then at least keep it clean. Yeah. And my, my last story for today, Russia 
has rewarded a whole bunch of widows whose husbands died in the Ukrainian war with fur coats. And they did a whole marketing Ceremony. campaign <laughs> about it. Did your husband die in the Ukrainian war? Well, you can have Can't a fur pick coat. Up fur. <laughs> it's just very sad. The whole Lord. thing is... <laughs> so they sent their husbands to fight in a senseless, horrible war. But they did get a fur coat. So... Could you imagine, are there any like Russian women that are so desperate for a fur coat that they are just like, <laughs> go them. to war, honey, please. <laughs> you sit here, everybody fight, you don't fight. Go fight, please. <laughs> oh, boy. Senseless. Just senseless. <laughs> yes. Sen- a senseless war. Senseless war. <laughs> also, speaking of Twitter, we have to congratulate uh, Punk Fakert for yes. winning from Tweet of the Year 2022. Yes, what was it? What was the tweet? I think he was going against himself. That's always a good... (laughs) Can't lose that bet. Right. One of his tweets was Hasidish Shalashudis versus Litvish Shalashudis. And you have to see the picture, so we're going to include it in the WhatsApp. And the other one was a short video titled Mincha at the Office. We'll put that in the WhatsApp too. (laughs) But congratulations to Punk Fakert. Thanks for listening, guys. You can follow Kiddish Club on Twitter. We're at Kiddish Club Cast. You can follow us on Instagram. We are at Kiddish Club Podcast. And you can now find us on the new and quickly growing 24-6 app. Uh, and if you'd like to see the videos that we discuss and be alerted first when we release an episode, join our WhatsApp group. You can do that by visiting our website, www.kiddishclubpodcast.com. Uh, you can also shoot us an email. We are hock, H-O-C-K, at kiddishclubpodcast.com. You can send us your thoughts, your comments, suggestions, or just to say hi. And Kiddish Club out. You get a fur, and you get a fur. <laughs> You get for caught, and you get for caught. <laughs> Not you. You have husband. Could you just talk to me instead of I talking am. to the people? I am. Go. You don't ever talk to me lately. I, I do. This entire episode, you didn't speak to me. Yes, I did. You were not. I was just a shell of... I'm just a... I feel like a piece of meat. <laughs> <laughs> and this episode is copyright Kiddish Club Media.